feel about this fake podcast turning into like a semi-fake job? Well, if the money starts coming. <laughs> or, um, or endorsements. Yeah, what's going on, man? Where's our, uh, where's our Mescal endorsements? No, I thought you were going to get on top of that. Yeah, I guess. Um, all right. Well, we are at the end of August. Wow. That's something. It, it is something. How many months this into week? this are we? Six. I, I, okay. To be clear, it's more like five and a half months we've been into this. I find that a lot of people are like bragging about when they started to actually uh, quarantine. They'll be like, oh, I've been quarantining for six months. Or... Oh yeah, I've, I've heard people who have no joke, like haven't left the house. Like yeah. on some weird bubble boy shit where I'm just like, not even for groceries. And they're like, no, we Instacart everything. And I'm like, so you really haven't seen anybody. Like people are taking this very seriously. Yeah, I get that. But I also think it's gone, you know, I don't know. I think I, I really fear for people when they try to re-enter society, you know, when this thing ends. Yeah, it's, man. You know, it's gonna take a while, man. People are, um, I think people that have anxiety, this hasn't been great for them. Well, it's so funny. We were talking about this with my staff earlier and we're all like, ooh, you know, restaurants are opening back up. Like people, you know, can start dining indoors. And, you know, me, I'm like, oh, I have the antibody. I'm like gonna hop, go party. So I'm like, ooh, maybe we should do like a staff, like, like socially distanced lunch somewhere. And one of my colleagues was like, I don't even know how to interact with other people anymore. <laughs> but it was like a true statement. She's like, I've only interacted with like, my two family members and my boyfriend so she's like i don't know how that what that means to like have like a lunch and i'm like hmm she that's crazy that, yeah she probably wasn't that good at it even before covid <laughs> well maybe maybe she was really friendly and then um i think, so, man. I think the people that People are kind of just like doubling down in their natural characteristics, you know. People are finding ways to be social, you know, um, that were social before. And then people that want to go like, you know, had maybe a little bit of social anxiety or, um, or a little bit uh, uh, introverted, they become, you know, they just kind of- you know, Ultra introverted? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I heard too, like for um, pet owners, particularly dogs, they're just saying how um, they're like listening to probably a real podcast about how like dogs are going to like get crazy anxiety once their owners start going back to the office. Yeah. Because they're so used to like having them around. And so when you start leaving, like the dog's going to freak out. You're like, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? That's why I send my dog every day to doggy daycare because I just don't want him to have that anxiety when the time comes. But do you send him to doggy daycare pre-COVID? I did, yes. Oh, so then nothing's really changed for Mr. Clifford. It's really for my anxiety that I sent him to doggy daycare. You met my dog. He's like, he's like a picture-perfect dog. If there was a Gerber baby of dogs, that would be your fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, like a baby Gerber 
who's done a speedball. <laughs> like if Pedigree had one of those um, cutest dog competition, totally enter Clifford. Pedigree uppers, you know, starring Clifford Brown. Dude, what's up, man? He's a he's a pup. He's a puppy. Anywho, um, man, so we've got a hell of a guest today. This may be a, yeah. This guy, this guy Ray. Slag, yeah, I don't want to slag all of our other ones off by saying this could be our best one yet, but this is definitely uh, a, a an amazing. <laughs> Well, he's definitely the most celebrity, I think, in yeah. the sense of, I mean, like, we've had some really distinguished guests. Like, if you, like, looked at their CV, you'd be like, wow, they did this. and But it was mainly, like, behind the scenes. Like, this guy, like, straight up, like, beat up Baron Hilton. Yeah. So, so what are we, we going to, like, get into the tabloid <laughs> stuff with him? Or are we going to just go dark, go straight, and get his views on death and uh, the futility of it all? Which is all of it. Yeah, that's the common theme. Yeah, that's probably, we'll definitely start off with death. Um, But he's like such a weirdo. Like, he's just like, what's Zoom? (laughs) And I'm like, Ray, just fucking just dial the number, dude. And he's like, oh, but. uh, He's like Ray Lemoyne, everybody, is like Clifford Brown as a human. So prepare yourself. Yeah. Prepare yourself then. Um, But yeah. Anywho, while we wait until he figures out how to how to use a, a meeting password and, and whatever code. Uh, have you listened to any cool uh, albums lately? Yeah, yeah, I was listening. Um, I mean, I, I'm still kind of uh, obsessed with Fontaine's DC album. Uh, that's been it's still getting pretty heavy rotation. Still a pretty good album. Pretty Respect. Good. I listened to Popcon's new, uh, new album. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening okay. to Nubia Garcia. She's like part of the London jazz scene. Like, you know how London right now has like a really amazing, like, you know. Uh, like like free jazz, like new jazz type of vibe? Yeah, it's got a little bit of free jazz vibe. And then it's got a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, with a younger kind of herd of, 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 of uh, jazz artists, you know, there's like some hip hop, some, you know, some uh, Afrobeat and kind of other influences that are coming in. So it's, it's, it's really pretty interesting right now. Okay, cool. So yeah, what about you? Um, okay, what have I, oh, Techno. Do you know about this guy, Techno Miles? Like this guy from Nigeria? No, Techno Miles? Yeah, T-E-K-N-O. Okay. Like, bro is like the Drake of Lagos. Yeah, that's fine. He lost me at the Drake of. Okay, fine. He's not the Drake of. He's like the, uh, he's like the um, cooler version of Drake of Nigeria. But um, he's kind of dope. Have you heard of Fireboy DML? Excuse me? Fireboy DML? No. A Nigerian singer. Uh came out with an album this week, you know, because I, I check out Pitchfork every morning for their amazing reviews. Oh, man. Do you... Audi motherfuckers. But anyway, so they reviewed this album, and they say it's really good. They, they I mean, did it, get, did it give it the Fiona Apple, this is the greatest record of all time, which then we all forgot. 
that we all bought into until we listened to it, actually listened to it. And we're like, oh my God, it is the greatest record of all time. And then a month after we're like, oh shit, did she actually come up with a new record? Yeah, I, it, it's an okay album. It's fun. What a, what a weird cultural phenomenon that was. I think we were just, we were desperate to love something, to be hey. so good. Hey, know? Ray. Yo, I'm locked. This is, this is like five layers to get into the call. It's a yeah, because it, it's, it's Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I've never had a conference call with a passcode. Um, Every conference call has a passcode, loser. No, every every conference call has like a like the first top, the first line, not a password. <laughs> okay, whatever, Ray. Hey, say hi, hi, say hi to my friend Ben. Hi, Ben. How are you? What's up, Ray? I, I like the old school calling in approach. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really one for looking at myself on a screen or what. I don't Ray. even know how it works. Ray is calling from like a like an old rotary. <laughs> no, he's in the landline. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like one of those like. It could die. It's not. It doesn't have a cord. Oh, on it in Addis Ababa, you know. Yeah, Ray is like in somewhere in an undisclosed location. That's why he doesn't want to show his face. No, I, I don't have a problem showing my face. I hate looking at my face when I'm talking. Like when I do those doctor's appointments now, I hate it. It's like you got to look at yourself the whole time. It's like getting your hair cut for like two hours. <laughs> but that that's like the new normal, guy. Like welcome to 2020. Yeah, they can have it. Take it. <laughs> Run with it. Go for it. Have fun with 2020, guys. I'll be, I'll be right here. I'll see you when it ends. <laughs> Lemoyne, you, so you sound old, bro. I think the last time I talked to you could have been like last year? Bit like on a, mm, on a call? On the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use, I, I, I don't use phones. Well, how do you I communicate? Through pigeon? Not nah, text, email. What's going on? How's life? Um, it's about as boring as, you know, I think everybody's pretty bored, um, especially people who enjoy face-to-face -face human life. Um, so, you know, it's going to be more of this, so I guess it's just, you know, an adjustment period for a lot of people. But for me, I'm, I've been used to it for a while. It's just what it is, you know. Well, that's why Ben and I started up. That's why Ben and I started a podcast because we were really bored. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there seems to be a lot of boredom, enough boredom to have some seventeen-year-old shooting people in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's but, that sucks. Yeah, you know, I had nothing to, to say until that happened. That really scares me. That's bad. It's a precedent. That's the first time we've seen. In this form of civil unrest, it turned to conflict. And when a precedent set, sometimes you can't push it back. Well, the um, what, what was really frightening about that was that he was kind of just mingling with the cops right before it happened, right? 
So it was almost like they deputized him to do it. I mean, who volunteers to guard a gas station in fucking camouflage? Like, like, wouldn't you wear black at night? Why you got to wear camouflage? I, I don't know. The whole thing, it's just militarized fashion. And, you know, I live near two military bases, and I see this a lot. Um, you know, but these guys actually serve. When you see these these kids dressed up like they're, you know, in a jungle, but they're actually at a gas station under neon lights acting, you know, I don't really understand what they're trying to get across. It's 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 a very strange culture, and I saw it. First, when Obama was elected, we went out when the Hutari militia was busted in uh, Michigan, and I met all these militia folk, and I was just like blown away by how serious they were. And yeah. you know, I've been fearing this for eleven years now, and we're seeing it finally. And this is the first time it's actually come to a murder of a civilian. I think they've shot at or killed police before Boogaloo did or something. I don't know. But this is the first time I've seen a civilian on civilian incident, which is a precedent that I'm, I, I think people should be concerned about. It should be the news, not the NBA. <laughs> well, so. when you got like Tucker Carlson, you know, kind of defending that, right? So you've got, you've got these enablers. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you expect from Tucker, you know? I mean, there, there was, it's it's a fine line right now, and civil unrest to civil conflict sometimes moves faster than people think. I've seen it in other countries. I don't think it's going to happen here, obviously, but it happens fast. It can it can switch on much faster than people think, and then once it's on, it's hard to turn off. Um, so that's why for me this was kind of a a shock, like, you know, two days ago. Before that, I hadn't paid much attention to these protests, except for when, uh, like, fucking, you know, the Hispanic kids from Washington Heights robbed Manhattan stores. I thought that was funny. Um, but, you know, aside from, from that, I haven't really been paying attention. But this is, this, is, this is an escalation that needs to be considered. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, to be fair, um, both um, Ben and I are pretty apocalyptic and we think that's going to get worse for sure. Um, as we near the election, it's just going to be a total. But who, who, who is going to escalate? You think white people are willing to walk into the ghetto with guns? Yes, 1,000%. They are not. I, they are I will not. put money they are on so it. so afraid. I don't think I'll so, tell dude. You this. If a white guy <laughs> walks into the ghetto with a, that outfit on, he's going to get blasted. These guys are guarding gas stations in like units, like, and they're not they're not organized enough to. I, I just don't see it. If it happens, you know, we all have to consider what citizenship means, what side we're on, where we're at. Um, but I don't, I don't. I think these guys are cosplay. I, I don't buy that they would ever go into a housing project armed. It, yeah. It's too dangerous. You had a lot of these, like, and it's funnily enough in, in South Florida, it's a growing problem is this, the sovereign citizen movement. <laughs> I Fuck, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I've, I've, read, I've read about this stuff. And, 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 and what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> On my own country? <laughs> like, they have every man is an island? I mean, it's, it, it's all fucking 
I mean, it's 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 nonsense, right? But they they, they do they not pay their taxes? Well, I, you know, I don't think so. I think they well, refuse. Well, then they go to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, come well. On. Well, a lot of that, what do they what do they what do they sue the company that they work for for their yeah. tax money back? They do all this. Yeah. They do all Dude, this. Ben's a lawyer. He knows. Like fucking the legal system's crazy. There are loops. Uh, there's loopholes to all of it. You know. My only, my only point is that, is that like they're they're considered and labeled as potential um, terror. Uh, or no, they are labeled as a domestic terror. There's there's plenty of group of there's a lot of these. I think Boogaloo is yeah. labeled domestic terror. Um, they, they're labeled that by DHS. This is not like a joke. I mean, but, that's a fact. A lot, of them are, a lot of them are just fucking, you know, they, they are what you call, I guess, cosplay, right? Like they're just people that found some philosophy or some, some weird identity that they can assert and they're probably harmless. But how the hell do you know the difference? But you know that I think th I think the question is, are there enough of them to organize and take that risk of walking into a black neighborhood with guns where they know that the other side has guns? I don't think they do have the balls. The white people are afraid of black people in this country. Well, I mean, I feel like afraid. they I feel like that there is a line of um these old guard KKK wizards trying to like, you know, rally the next generation. I mean. They're still pussies, man. These white kids are fucking pussies. I, 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 I just don't buy it. I, I can't, if they have the boss to pull that shit, they're gonna die. Well, maybe. That. Once they start maybe, dying, we have a real fucking problem. Well then, I mean, if that's the case, that's what the police is in some, you know, shape or form. It's just like another version of you know, guys in cloaks just going into black neighborhoods and just yeah. like taking the piss. Well, well that was the, what the police was started for. To yeah. Keep blacks in line. But I do think I that, mean, I, I think it's gonna, I think this country is like, you know, even, I swear to God, I've been talking about this country is way too fucking big. It's way too divided. We are, you know, merging into Cold War II with U.S. and China, we're totally on the verge of a civil war. Like, fucking just break it up, man. Like, might as well. I honestly have said for the last, like, two years that I would gladly give the South back. I've been down here. I fucking hate it. Give it back. Cut the federal money. Make it to Poland and North America. I don't care. It sucks here. We don't need this, this land. There's nothing good coming out of the South. I guess you guys are get kind of stuck down there. But, uh, you know, aside from We're Miami Florida. and the Keys. Yeah, Miami's you know, very different, yeah. I like Texas, but, like, you know, I'll give away Texas, too. <laughs> get, 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 yeah, man. It, it would be totally fine with me. I hate, Dude, the, I hate the South. It's like the USSR. <laughs> I mean, they fucking split up. Might as well. It's so what? Like, it's just, let's get it over with, dude. Fucking yeah, Trump could be the president I, of the other United States of the South. Yeah, it would be it would be nice, but I think it would take another war. <laughs> yeah, no. Where do you live? Um, I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is home to the only coup d'état in American history. So, in 1898, um, 
the white people kicked out. It was the most, um, it was the largest city in North Carolina at the time. And it was also the most, um, uh, had the most black people in power. And most black people in general and most black people in government um, in power with money. And in 1898, after, you know, an election, they came in and kicked out all the black people. So it's a really racist, fucking crazy place that sugarcoats itself with, you know, religion and, hey, y'all, and all this bullshit. But when you look underneath, it's really, really sad because you can't find the black people. You need, like, a microscope. And it's, like, a, a third black, I think, maybe maybe more. And they just hide them. They put them, they put them really far away. And the whole situation down here, it's like, I, I, it's, the South is a fucking sad place. It's wow. a lot worse. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. <laughs> I don't think he heard you, Ben. Oh, I was just asking how you made it. Like, why, why'd you go to Wilmington? Why are you there? Oh, my mother, um, she, she, she moved down here and she wasn't feeling well for, and my, and my stepfather got Parkinson's and, um, I came down here with my girlfriend at the time and, you know, we were here for a while and then right before the, um, virus, she took off and I was about to go move somewhere again in, you know, March, April, I don't know. And then the virus hit, so things dried up around, you know, for me, so I got kind of stuck. Um, you know, it's not an ideal place to be, but it's hot, it's it's shitty, but, you know, I'm here. Uh, do you have any, do you have any desire to move back to New York? I think so. I think that there's going to be a big commercial crash, crash, like, um, it's already down. I think rents are down on commercial about 30%, yeah, especially totally. bars and restaurants. So there's going to be like a Wild West type scenario going on. And if there's opportunity, uh, I'll go back. But otherwise, um, probably not for a while. I think I think I spent enough time there. I might what, go to what, Europe. I don't know. Yeah. Are you trying to like, if you had one place, one city that you can move to, tomorrow where would you go i think cologne germany really yeah yeah why yeah it's got the most it's got great music it's got the most nightclubs per capita it's got it's got is it a lot really of stuff that i like yeah it's got more more bars and nightclubs than uh berlin and it's where it's where like compact is based and beautiful and it's kind of it's close it's in the Rhine it's on the Rhine so it's closer to Paris I was looking at Paris um with my girl but without her it doesn't it doesn't make as much sense because she's lived there um Berlin I think is a little played out um yeah Ben's going to Copenhagen oh I'd love to live there but that's expensive that's, that's my hometown, but um, I, Hamburg is really cool too. Have you ever been to Hamburg? Yeah, I've been I've been through Hamburg. I I did a tour with band, um, and most of our shows were in Germany, so I've been through Hamburg. I I do like Hamburg a lot. Yeah, you're from Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah, I'm Danish. That's shit. Yeah, it's been a weird decade for Danish 
cuisine and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's, suddenly. That's, Are you talking uh, about Noma? <laughs> I mean, not just Noma, the whole, you know, Acme was the Noma chef. It was, it was spread yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, because, you know, growing up in Denmark, I mean, I mean, the food was like very kind of, I mean, you know, it was your, your typical Northern European kind of palate, right? And then something, you know, obviously something happened in the last 10 years. It's not just in, in, in like the culinary scene, but, you know, Danes are just really like, I don't know, and they're, they're kind of like the Japanese kids in the 90s, like the Danes are now, like they're just really perfecting like everything. They're good at music now, you know, they're good at, at food. Uh, the art scene's really good. It's a pretty good time, you know, to be a Dane. Yeah, I mean, everyone rides bikes, you know, <laughs> this, this like, there's it, actually one of the reporters I respect the most um, covers, not, she covers nightlife and food and, Vegas, she she wants to move to Copenhagen. Um, so if, you know, if she wants to move there, she's lived everywhere. I respect her for that. I mean, yeah. I guess like Spain had the, had the thing in the, in the 2000s or whatever and in the, f the food world and, and Barcelona kind of blew up. But what, what happened in Copenhagen, I think is bigger, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I haven't been to Copenhagen shit fucking 20 years. But I'd love to go back. <laughs> I mean, ideally I'd live in Norway, but you know, that's not that's not affordable. Yeah, Nor Norway's like I think also is one of the, you know, the top 5 most expensive cities in the world right now. You can marry in Norwegian. How long are, how you you moved here when you were a kid or? Yeah, I was I was a kid. I was um I was like 14 and I moved to like this, I moved to uh, to this small town in Pennsylvania near where Esther grew up, I guess. What um, town? Uh, Williamsport, home of Little League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah I, I know that spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's, 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 yeah Is it really place. the home of Little League Baseball? For that yeah. World Series? Exactly. What the fuck? Pennsylvania sucks. Were you into <laughs> hardcore too? Uh, I was like more of a ska kid, you know? Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's but, all the same. Uh, yeah, it's all the same. I we always actually... ask people kind of our age, like if you grew up on the East Coast <laughs> and you weren't into like punk, hardcore, ska, whatever, what were you fucking into? <laughs> well, I lived in Boston. I lived in Boston in 91, man, and I used to go... Uh, you know, uh, you see Bim Bim. Uh I went to BU. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I, from, I'm from Boston. I'm from, yeah, I'm no, from I know, Boston. I know. Yeah. I know, and I, I know you're in the hardcore scene, but you're you're a little younger than I am. I'm 46. So you're probably what, like early 40s. Yeah, yeah, I'm 41. Yeah. So BU, BU, in in that era, was you know that was kind of a dead era for hardcore. There, the channel just closed and shit. But I remember Bim Scala, Bim, Bim, I saw them a bunch. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. That, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you listening to now? Esther and I just been talking about what we've been listening to lately. Um, not much. I mean, I, I've 
taken a break from music for the last like few months, but I'm happy Little Dark's on a song. Um, I'm really happy for him with that Drake hit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really think that the Cardi B thing is disgusting and ridiculous. I can't believe that that is a song. In the WAP? And the, it's just like, what the fuck? Come on, guys. Like, that's not oh, a man, problem. money. It's fucking money, it's, man. They got a lot of money. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's like, it's not, like, you listen to Little Kim verses, you listen to Foxy, you listen to Remy. Like, those verses were more empowering than, like, I have a wet pussy, you know? Like, they were like, fuck men, I got money, you know, I'll kick your ass in a nail salon. You know, like, it's not, it's not like I'm a fucking stripper. Pay me fucking to suck your dick. Like it's, I like my whole new generation, rest, but... dude, bro. It's like a, potatoes, and I potatoes. don't like it. Potatoes, I don't potatoes. like it. No, it's a stripper I, generation. I, I went back and listened to Foxy and Kim versus after I saw that video. And, and I had to, I had to go back and I just, <laughs> went through like 40 foxy hits and and everything like remember when she taught you how to deal coke on that affirmative action now song oh yeah yeah cut it half yeah. cut it, you know like she literally t- teaches you how to how to deal coke like that's what i like you know i like that shit i like the new nas record um i don't know i i, I like the the new the brooklyn kids um i, I liked i liked what was happening before pop died and and um, I'm happy that 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 part of Brooklyn, the Crip kids, um, are getting some respect because people didn't even know there were Crips in New York. Um, oh yeah, that. that's so, yeah, that's funny. It it's good. It's good for them because that's a really really shitty area. Canars. Well, that's why I feel like New York is going to get a comeback soon. I feel like all the loser, you know, trust fund Wall Street guys are like, you know, moving to the Hamptons now, permanently. And then, like, people you say know, that. people say that, but if you look at the numbers, it's, it's, I don't really know. I hope so. I wish. They're all moving upstate. I fucking hope so. I hope they do because they ruined so many good neighborhoods and made Manhattan. Well, Manhattan, when I left, sucked. And I didn't, I never thought I'd say that, but it, it did. There was nowhere yeah. to go. Paul was the only one who operated nightclubs that were worth going to and they they even became shitty there was when do you when do you think that old that whole era ended though ray like when it was just like just just trash 2012 interesting yeah it kind of died out then yeah and then it just got too many well tau just opened too many places um hotels took over when the yeah. hotels, it was, it really began after the crash with the hotels taking over. Um, right. You know, when Jane first opened, they had a base. Um, yeah. So Jane was good. So, but it was only for two weeks or maybe a month. And there was like a thousand people trying to get in on, on Jane Street. So that's why they closed down because of the base and whatever. But, you know, then it just like Dream Hotel opened up and, 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 a bunch of others and you know up and down and oak kind of had their thing i i ran actually i did the pr for up and down um when they were trying to rebrand 
and we we booked a lot of the hip hop talent there. Um, I think we helped kill a lot in other places by by making up and down cool or whatever, you know, for fashion people and Rihanna. We made up that Rihanna was dating Richie Akiva because people were saying she was dating Leo, which wasn't true. So we put into the paper that she was dating Richie to get more press on up and down. Yeah, Ray is a Ray's a master um, media uh, media darling. Then. People loved the loved the Lemoyne in the media. <laughs> back then, I, I everyone from the gossip columns were friends of uh, of ours, you know. And then and then we had a bar where they all hung out at. So. And then what? And then you like you said, 2012 happened. And then New York just. I think 2012, 2012, 2013 was when the bigger there was no. There was a slow. There wasn't any openings of new spaces that were good. Um, we opened our own place um, for a couple of years. It was cool, but it was small and it wasn't a club. Um, and then things started moving to Brooklyn. Oh right, um, Brooklyn. Oh, it's it. Gosh. I hate to say it, but in the last three years, it's become good. There's really like every weekend there was until the the, the virus. There was like fucking ten, twelve rooms with decent music, but it was mm-hmm. all techno and and, yeah. and and good house. Um, not shitty stuff. So that's why I thought that we were going to see Vegas turn. We were going to see all the big, big, the cool clubs um, from Brooklyn export. It was Ibiza coming to Brooklyn, which is so crazy, right? Or Ibiza coming, like those brands, the actual Elro brand selling 10,000 <laughs> tickets or 5,000 tickets to, to, to hipsters, like the cheesiest of cheese selling to kids in, in Brooklyn. It, it was, it was insane but they also had a lot of good stuff too so i can't really complain but you know when the biggest parties in ibiza are coming to brooklyn for kids you got to say call cox now it's like 35 (laughs) years too late (laughs) (laughs) sasha and digweed are like selling out four thousand cap rooms two nights in a row (laughs) it's like that was 97, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like Twilo days, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and it, I it just came think back. It, I just think the kids are like, you know, because they just have no context whatsoever. Because these are context kids are born. is the key. They My were born ex hated in 97. Me I said context too much. No, yeah, I'm, saying, I'm like dead serious. Like, they were born in like 2000. Like, imagine that. I know. The like, 90s are a blank crazy. spot for these kids. Yeah, the the 90s are complete nothingness for this that generation. It's like they don't know what indie rock is. They don't know what Britpop was. They don't right. realize how big Kate Moss was. Oh that ne- the ne- the generation, you know, in 10 years time, you'll have the next round of kids like, you know, finding that and claiming it for themselves, right? It's all cyclical. But but no, these kids found Marilyn Manson, Green Day and Nirvana. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> like the worst three bands of the 90s. <laughs> fucking kill me dude seriously i i mean like nirvana has a song green day has a song and what marilyn manson doesn't have a song but like that's not cool music 
cool music from that era was like Oasis, The Verve, you know, Stone Roses, you know, Arches of Love, Built to Spill. There were some great bands, and, and, you know, the discoveries were, you know, even in the punk scene, too, Fugazi. Fugazi's forgotten. No, no. Leave Fugazi out of this, man. Don't do it. But they're forgotten. Why don't you? No, no, no. I'm thinking they're sacred. Like, don't let the kids yeah. fuck up Fugazi. Fishbone? Have a fishbone. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I saw them at Lollapalooza. <laughs> 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 that was some shit. Man. I had that t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in middle school. I had that t shirt. We all had that t shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we all had that yeah. No, Fugazi's like, they're like the Holy Grail. Like, they just, yeah. you know. Do we want to keep them or share them? Yeah, yeah. Keep them? You want to? You don't think kids today should know that Fugazi said "fuck you" to everybody? I just feel like they're Bitten. not. I I feel like the the kids that want to be into Fugazi will know by their genuine, you know, their genuine <laughs> nature. I just don't want them to be kind of like labeled in a meme, if you know what I'm saying. They can't be commodified. It's it, it's like it's anti Fugazi to commodify Fugazi. So I know, but my point is these kids are really these TikTok generation kids are very clever. I just don't want Fugazi to be a meme. Like Imakai should not be a fucking meme, if you know what I'm saying. But can but can you ethically ever meme Ian? You can't. You'd be no, not ethically, Ian but no meme is ethical, bro. Like what? Name me a meme that's ethical. Memes are supposed to be Pepe. pop culture. What? Pepe the Frog. Pepe, <laughs> Pepe the Frog. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, Fugazi stands for like pretty much what I believe in as a human. Um, and that whole era of no logo, no Klein, yeah, like man. not wanting to wear clothes made by child slaves in Bangladesh. Um, it's over and people have embraced corporations and like get in line for Apple phones that are made. By, yeah. It's just, by it's Uyghurs. just, it's so interesting though, because like during the whole like George Floyd protest, like I kind of felt like that the young generation did have the, that energy from what you were saying, like the Naomi Klein, no logo generation, the like the early rage, like hardcore kids, you know, just like, you know, fucking meat is murder let's just like change the system like i got that vibe like going to those protests and then i didn't you know, go to any protests but if you're gonna tell right. if you think if you can say for a fact that those kids were anti-corporate on top of being anti-capitalist i'm down with that but you can't be anti-capitalist and pro-corporate you can't be running around in cool clothes made in you Cambodia. You mean rocking a Nike and then like trying to be anti-capitalist? Is that what you're trying to say? Not a Nike as much as like fashionably anti-capitalist. It doesn't work that way. It's it's like mm. you you cannot you can't be halfway. It's like you're either in it or you're not. And you know, it's tough to be like, oh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I support Mark Zuckerberg, you know, so much. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, yeah, yeah. but also, I fucking hate capitalism. Yeah. So how do you, you know, unless you're saying nationalize Facebook, and I hate capitalism. 
but it was much easier. That, which I agree with. I actually think that Facebook is, it's like, you know, sovereign citizen. Facebook is a sovereign state, a virtual sovereign state. And right. it has a dictator and he's ugly. <laughs> he is um, ugly motherfucker. No, I just like, I feel like, you know, we're setting a really high bar for, for kids that want to, you know, that want to be, you know, that, that, that want to, like express themselves or, or fight the system, um, which I know it's yeah, the bar has but, to be high. But yeah, I understand that. But I think it's easier for us to say because back then it was like, I think it was a lot easier to just be, you know, like I, I didn't fucking have the money to buy any kind of like good brands, right? So you could be in those scenes and, and it didn't, you know, I think now that it's just so easy to access all these you know, it's it's harder now. But, to, but you remember the way we were. at the shows, but at the shows they had on the tables all this stuff about how bad these corporations were yeah. and, and how we shouldn't support this and how meat is murder, you know, like Peter Singer's book and shit. I'm not a vegetarian or anything, but I read that book and I tried it, you know, but – I just feel that there's a disconnect and it's too it's 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 too quick and there's not enough knowledge behind a lot of a lot of, I haven't been out with these kids I don't know I just see it and read yeah. stuff if maybe there are there's no organization first of all there's no leadership um, that I can see there's no goals um, you know AOC is not a leader. You know, my sister is the president of the county, my county in New Hampshire's Democrats. She was chief of staff of Congress for a very progressive woman, and she's really tied in with the Dems. New Hampshire being a primary state, so she's got friends. She's friends with Kamala. Everybody. She says nobody in D.C. really respects AOC because she doesn't really play do the game. anything. She, she's no. It's not that she doesn't play the game. She doesn't do anything. She's concerned about her image you know ed markey built the green new deal i met that guy you know he's he's the real thing and and um and we need leadership especially on this black lives matter thing there needs to be a leadership council of some kind before i mean what is what's the goal here and where's the elephant in the room you know black on black violence Mm. Um, nobody's talking about murder rates in kansas city being fucking double yeah I, St. It's, Louis, it, it, Chicago well definitely sh- Chicago oh my god Chicago yeah. KC's worse KC is on fucking fire right now I can't I, I I was just looking because I wanted to see where violence was the worst it's KC St. Louis then then up Chicago so like that whole Midwest is is dealing with something that you know does need policing yeah in a way so it's like yeah. you can't say end systemic racism, but don't police our neighborhoods. Yeah, it's been it, it's going to be interesting. That's why I feel like you know we're America is just like it's had it such a precipice right now where you know it's you know like they were saying like you know the first half of 2020 was the movie trailer and then and this half of 2020 is the actual movie like. I just, in my gut of guts, like, it's just gonna fucking be crazy. Like, the only thing that I... disagree, but I I think you could be right. I I think there's a chance. The only thing that America has going for themselves is capitalism. And once 
the average American citizen can't withdraw their money from their bank. And they, it's like what happened in fucking in Beirut, like right before the blast. I mean, that fucking country was going bankrupt. People were only allowed to like withdraw $300 a month or something, like something ridiculous. Uh, when that happens in America, like that is game over. That to but me is, that's can. like- we'll, national, we'll nationalize the banks again. That happened no, in that, 2008. That, that, that's my- no, wait, 2008, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Like America is so ingrained in the capitalist system that it's never gonna let that happen. But my point is that right. all of the other stuff, like kind of these like race wars and all these like fucking politics of like, you know, Democrat versus Republican, like even you said it, Ray, it's this country is not about that. It's about fucking rich and poor. That's really what it is at the end of the day. Well, the rich won, the class war is over. The rich won. Yeah, I know. And so people are like talking about like, oh, complain about a stimulus check. Like, bro, like, you're fucked. This country is just fucked. People are just worried about the wrong thing right now. I don't know. I I, I definitely agree that the va- the worries are misplaced. I think that there needs to be a streamlined, policy-driven goal at the end here. I mean, what is systemic racism what are we going to just move everybody i mean how, how do you i mean obama built his legacy destroying south, south you know the south side of chicago it, it's like that's where he came up and his wife and valerie jarrett are responsible for destroying like you know taking down cabrini green the biggest project in chicago spreading the gangs between each other and creating this current situation so it's like we even our best leaders have blood on their hands and you know we're not in a i like joe biden a lot let's just get that out of the way like that guy's a cool guy he's really done nothing to offend me i actually agree with him on, on most things um except he's in Delaware with the credit card banks. Um, and I do think a Biden presidency would be better. Um, and he has done more than people think to reach out to the Bernie side of the party. Um, Tomansky did a huge takeout in um, New York Review of Books about how after he took the nomination, they integrated a lot of the Bernie staffers into his campaign. So he's a lot, he's further to the left than um, he's been in the past. And people don't realize that they didn't show it at the convention because they need to appeal to fucking suburbanites. But it it could be a good presidency. It's just a matter of whether he can win. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's winning and then, you know, legislating right or, or leading and having a you know legislature that will follow you well, so I, that I just, depends on the senate that depends on the senate and well and it depends on being filibuster proof which i don't if, think if we take the senate the the you know harry reed said it i think this morning or yesterday the, the first thing that the dems are going to do is end the filibuster right 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 so ideally we take the senate biden comes into office, you know, and those first two years are kind of like the Obama first two years, a mix of fixing things with big legislation. Um, Obama missed a, a trick with the jobs bill, um, but I think this time there's going to have to be some kind of jobs bill, whether it's the Green New Deal or whatever. There's too many people out of work. Um, but Ray, you, know, you should run for office. Well. <laughs> My sister ran for Congress. 
Oh, we'll see. Maybe it's in your DNA. Seems like you got a, you're a man with a plan. It's in hers. It's not mine. <laughs> I'll work for her. <laughs> she's going to work for Biden. She She's going to, she's moving. She's, she, she's going to be, if Biden wins, she's going down to work. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, you know I've I've been the finance uh, chair for a congressional campaign now for the last two years. Oh and, yeah, yeah yeah for a congresswoman down uh, here from South Florida. Uh, I can find mine. Uh, Debbie Mukarsel Powell, and she's going to be uh, running against uh, the Miami Dade County Mayor uh, Carlos Jimenez. Oh yeah, uh, he's fucking always on the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it's a it's pretty much a coin toss, you know, because the district is kind of you know down the middle. Uh, when your primary? Gonna, uh, there, you know, there was no primary. Uh, there was no primary challenge to her because she's the she's the incumbent, and no one real you know of note ran. Oh, she, she, so she's in office now. She's in office now. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Cool. But uh, but the process. You, you is, end up in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually uh, I was up in uh, D.C. for the uh, the uh, uh, Sondland quid pro quo uh, uh, testimony. I was literally like ten feet behind him when he was like, "Yes, there was a quid pro quo on the Ukraine thing." He was, was funny. Like, yeah, it was an interesting moment. I lived in Ukraine for a while. For real? In two, yeah, in 2015, I was uh, I was in Ukraine for seven months. Um, I went, I was, I did some reporting and, and I didn't that when, live uh, there. Was that the elect, was this after, before or after uh, uh, Crimea? The annexation? After. It was during the war. So I, I was in Donbass um, on the other side and it was fucking, it's insane. I mean, that's why when I see something like a kid shooting white, you know, shooting people in the head, you know, escalation is 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 scary because Maidan triggered so much, so fast. Within three months, they were they were literally killing thousands of people in the in the east in Ukraine. And I saw that same thing in Pakistan in '06 and Iraq '04. The quickness of unrest to organization to conflict so here i think a precedent has been set but i don't see it happening the same way but you know it could and that's my nightmare <laughs> my, my concern is i was watching this thing about um rwanda and sort of the role of media in agitating people and how quickly you know that yeah the radio yeah, the radio, and um, you know, I, I, of course, we're not at that extreme yet, but you know, things are escalating, and there's doesn't seem to be a ceiling yet to how, uh, you know, about about where we're going to end up. Yeah, I mean, a Rwanda scenario here—that's yeah. a very scary thought. But I, I don't see us going house to house and murdering our neighbors. Um, I hope. I, I mean, I've I've gamed it. I've always I've pictured my neighbors' houses getting hit by a by a hellfire or some shit. And you know, we have too many guns here. I mean, it wouldn't be with machetes. This would be. 
to be a uh, protracted, you know, urban conflict, I guess. I don't know how Civil War would play out. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be more like Bosnia with snipers and shit, you know. Yeah, but would the where would the military stand? You know, would the military split? Like, how? You know, would 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 rebels be running, running? Uh, you know, assault on Fort Bragg. You know, like I've thought about this shit. <laughs> like, I live by Fort Bragg. It's just it's 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 difficult to know where, and and who's like. Suppose Trump doesn't relinquish power i think people will be upset upset enough to fight potentially except the department of homeland security because i i think someone just game gamed it out right i I forget if it was like some intelligence think tank or whatever and they were they were kind of figuring out what would happen if you know he were not to relinquish you know again if it was a clean decisive Biden victory, then the odds of that happening are probably much lower. But if we get into, you know, like, uh, you know, voter, you know, you know, uh, voter um, uh, suppression lawsuits and close, you know, close vote count in some of the swing states, you know, there you could have a situation where notwithstanding the fact that uh, uh, he's, he's supposed to, uh, and, and actually, the constitution does provide for this. If, if it's not determined within a certain number of days after the election, then the speaker of the house takes the presidency. Right. So, but in that situation, I could seem to say, fuck off. And then I think the yeah. military probably says, nah, you gotta go. But then you've got some agencies that are very loyal to him. Like for example, the Department of Homeland Security. Justice. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, too. yeah. What's William Barr gonna do? You know, that's the question. Yeah, I I think we're gonna weather this, but it's it's definitely because everyone's at home thinking, and and there's a lot of crazy shit going on there. There's always the chance of things slipping. And that's mm. when China will come and take over. <laughs> oh, we take out China in like four minutes. Come on, oh, fucking steal all our designs. Make budget Blackhawk and M18. <laughs> you ever seen that tanks? They're like, they're like plastic versions of ours. Oh, I don't know. I I I I I laugh at the Chinese military. They're 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 funny. They'll probably take <laughs> us out. They'll probably take us out with some uh, weird uh, blackout satellite. <laughs> no G5 Wi-Fi connector. Yeah, they'll hit us with TikTok. They've they've planted it in the Maybe. teens. I wouldn't mind wow. that for a couple of years, like building our infrastructure out. That'd be you know they're pretty good at quickly erecting infrastructure. Yeah, they did. Build yeah, at a very steep cost to the country that they're building the infrastructure for, and they only use Chinese workers too. Yeah. That Belt and Road shit, or it's Belt and Road, I think. It's a it's a massive project and. It's colonialism at its finest. Right, right. They're basically going everywhere we want. The port next to Karachi at Gwardar is, you know, they're building a super highway down. It's it's China's yeah, China, definitely China, China's in big. to win it, yo. China's in to win it. 
yeah. All I gotta say, that's the only world power that could stabilize what's happening in this country. But needless to say, power. China, corrupts power. a fucking yeah. communist shithole that has two million, whatever. How many people are locked up in in? Doesn't matter, Ray. China right now, dude. If they stop um, um, trading to the U.S., trust me, we're. F- the Americans, uh, you know, their convenience of having toilet paper really is going to be fucking chaos. That, that's a self-inflicted wound, though, right? I mean, then what? What? Then, what? How much cash? That is a self. China? Don't they hold like a? Don't they hold like three trillion? And aren't they servicing like national debt? They. That's where they can hit us, right? That's that the, and the that's fact the that we, part. as an in, uh, that the American infrastructure for factory workers is about like. 2 million in China, it's like 120 million factory workers. There's right, no but comparison. if those factories shut down, then there would be unrest in China. So they can't, they can't the hit, idea. they can't do that, but they can fuck with the dollar. Cause I know they, they hold, they hold the most, the most US dollars. Yeah. I mean, they right? pretty much own, they, I mean, they own like, the I would say like, no, the they own like 12% of US debt, I think. I think it's less now because the debt's gone up, but I think it's three, four. I, I forget. I looked it up. It was like four. It was like four trillion. So they service our debt in a way, and if they stop, there'd be trouble. But they, it, I think the relationship for now is pretty solid. Um, even with Trump doing all this stupid shit, um, China virus. I, I don't. I mean, it would be. It's not a war you can really fight. It's a nuclear war. No, it's a, it's it's a cold war. That's what they're saying. This is a new cold war. Yeah, um, we have two cold wars then because we kind of have a cold war with, with Russia, even with Trump pretending it's not. Russia's acting against our interests everywhere. Okay, so um, th- we are we tend to go really dark in our podcast episodes, but I must say this takes the cake, guys. <laughs> well, dark. I'm like is, th- uh, this is. This is a varying um, choose your own apocalypse adventure starring. Yeah, Ray. but but Ray Ray's actually been the most positive and optimistic, uh, you know, person on this podcast. You think so? I don't believe America's going to fall apart. I think that yeah. there's a bunch of fucking kids who are bored, and they're out in the street. That's it. They don't okay. have anything else to do. I I really think that. And I've but I've not been out in the street, so I don't know who these people are. I just see it. And I hear it, and I, I'm told about it. But so, what do you what do you think about you, the NBA bubble? I don't think absolutely anything about it. I think it's ridiculous. They canceled <laughs> one game. I don't think about it. It's in, it's at Walt Disney World. Come on, you know the Jungle Book, the most racist movie ever made. I'm the Ooh. king of the jungle at the height of the civil civil rights movement. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, in Africa, some white guy. <laughs> like, Walt Disney. So they're, they're playing in Disney. They're playing at Disney World. Like that's what they're doing. The Their irony. sponsorships, you know, are all terrible people. And and I, I don't give a flying fuck about the NBA and LeBron and and shit. It's 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 just noise and and it's dumb noise and it's it's not real. It's sports. Like it's a game. A bunch of grown men hugging each other, slapping each other on the butt. The NFL is a bunch of guys in spandex jumping on each other like fucking a gay club. You know, like I don't give a shit. 
I like baseball, but like not even, not now. I'm not watching any sport right now. It's, well, there's no sports so, going so, on. But, but wait, Ray, Ray, I, so I, I, let, me, let me ask you a question. I, I don't know you as the first time I've ever talked, but like from some of the things you said, it seems like you've gone through some shit the last few months. No. Like the last few again. months have been, no, the last few months have been chill. Chill. Because right. so, you haven't been listening world, to music. Because let me recount the things that I've Oh, no, no, no. But I've been, I've been watching movies. I caught uh, up on 15 years of movies. Uh, 15 okay. years. Plus, I was worried about Criterion. you, now. No, no. I have Criterion. Um, you know, I, I have all the music services. I just haven't been listening. To, I re, I've read every single book in the canon in the last couple of years. Like, I've been sober for two and a half years. Like, you know, it's just, I just haven't, there's not been a lot of music coming out. I listen to it on the radio. I try to like like it, but I'm fucking 41. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's not much. I mean, I listen to what Compact sends me and different labels. I'm happy with Carl Craig's thing at the Dia. We didn't, me and Esther kind of talked about that. Oh, yeah, that's Um, great. I'm really happy about that. that yeah. That's something, that's a guy I like a lot. And, uh, you know, I, st- I, I just, I don't, you know, music was a huge part of my life for so long that eventually other things come in where you take breaks from music. I, I didn't expect to get back into music in the middle of last decade. And I got stuck like with a bar full of musicians and had to go to so many more shows and see like my bloody Valentine reunions and like right. these things that I would have never gone to um, under normal circumstances, but I did get back into music. I've stuck with rap the whole time. Um, I've ben and I are really rappers. In, ben and I are really into this Irish band called uh, Fontaine's DC. I'll check them out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> reluctant. I like, I like the uh, the African stuff you sent. Oh yeah, Zamrock, Zamrock. Yeah, yeah. I like um, I like those Nigerian guys that are that are popping off in England. Yeah, um, bro. Yeah, yeah, like a Fireboy, BML. Yeah, yeah. And there's a kid who came down and he did live on Sunday. Um, a singer guy, I like him. I forget his name. Um, Through the weekend? But he's not Nigerian. Nigerian. Oh. Nigerian London. I forget his name. He's he's fucking huge, and he plays like arenas in 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 the UK. Um, and they try to break him here. I think Drake did a song with him. Drake did a song song with everything. No, it was maybe it was Burner Boy. Did he do? Yeah, he did a song with Drake. He just did a song with Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Whoever, yeah, I liked, I liked a couple of his, I listened to, I put a bunch, bunch of that stuff on a mix and I liked it. Um, but it's like, it's, 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 um, right now, it, I, you know, I'm really happy for Dirk, like I said, and I, I, I still like 6ix9ine, even though everyone hates him. I think his songs are funny. Um, I don't know. Techno fucking old shit sometimes but what's I mean what music 
and has come out in the last five, six months. Well, this band, Fontaine's DC, I think you'd like them. They're kind of like What do they punky. sound like? They're like, uh, um, well, you Travis? mentioned a lot of like, fuck no. You know Ice Age? <laughs> That's an Irish band, right? <laughs> oh my God, they were Irish. That was a good one. They had that one song, was it the Rain On Me song? Yeah, they had, they had a couple <laughs> songs. That's a good one. I, I'm looking up this Fontaine CC right now. I seen that dude from Power Trip died, and everybody was upset. Um, but I didn't know him. But like, I guess a lot oh, of people yeah, know him. Oh yeah, Riley, Riley, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Fontaine DC or Font? How do you Fontaine's. spell it? Fontaine's. F O N T A I N E S. Fontaine's. Yeah, dude. I it seems like a lot of a lot of good good music is coming out of Dublin, like from young kids, you know. That... Yeah. Fontaine's DC. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm 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 put it on. How about that? Fuck yeah. Oh, look at that. I'll tell you. Televised man. We're gonna we're gonna get real time reactions. Yeah, I hear it. Fucking hate guitars. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Eh? Rip Poppy. Yeah, it's, it's like Travis. <laughs> it reminds me of like, uh, like, kind of pre kills, post verve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, actually no, it sounds like Gang of Four. Really? Yeah, it sounds like Gang of Four, Joy Division. Very Joy yeah. Division. I, I could it's I could see the Joy Division. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's classic. Yeah. Sure. It's you know what it is? It's generational in the sense of like us old people get very nostalgic listening right. to it. And like all the young kids are like, Oh, it's so new. It's so new. <laughs> I I know. Is that an Irish accent? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lad, lad, it's fucking new. Um, it's new. <laughs> the, the, there's been so little music with a guitar in it that I've given a shit about in the last fucking 15, 16 years. I think that Wilco record, the one, the yellow one, was the last, and, and like the last couple of Sonic Youth records were good. And, yeah. And then guitars kind of just when when Lil Wayne started dropping hits in 2006 <laughs> hip hop hip hop kind of came up for a minute I don't know I'm trying to think of any bands did you Were did you fall into bands? the well did you fall into the weird Fiona Apple comeback track <laughs> we were what? just talking about Fiona, Fiona Apple Rape, Rape yeah. Rock Sorry, <laughs> I'm not into Sarah McLaughlin, dude. Like, oh, I wish that whoa, girl whoa, 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 whoa. Sarah not, McLaughlin like and Fiona Apple. I'm not into Lilith Fair. Okay, <laughs> Fiona Apple never played Lilith Fair. Lilith Fair is a very different lineup. Okay. I want that Mazzy Star chick to do oh. some shit again. Yeah, Hope Mazzy Star. Hope Sandoval. That's the. She's a big. Yeah. She's and I want, I like Portishead. Yes. Oh, I like Portishead. yes. Yes. 
college sex rock. Let's just be honest. Anything more Chiba? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I like more Chiba, Massive Attack. <laughs> Everything from Bristol. Well, no, let's be honest. Anything after 1998 just sucked, the music wise. Well, except that's for him. not rap. Rap, yeah, that's. I yeah, was gonna rap. say rap was pretty. Yeah, like, you remember Gucci? Gucci went on like five tears between yeah, two thousand three and two thousand twelve. Yeah, New York. New York had their shine a little bit with the early fifty. That's true. I take that back with the. But I'm just saying for bands wise, maybe. Band died with that. I think that Wilco record was the last thing that sounded new to me. The yellow one with the the two I was never into towers. I'm just like just they played with with Sonic Youth at um Central Park and and, and that was a really good show at the at the, play, the the venue at Central Park and that was good. I, I liked that and after that I don't think there's much there was many Did, memorable Ray, what's going on with your movie, man? What's going on? Who's going to play you? <sighs> That is was the last I heard Showtime was looking at for a limited series. I mean, it, features aren't really getting developed right now. Yeah, that's true. So, or they are, but like, like my producer's um, husband is directing Doctor Strange 2 um, for Marvel, and he, Sam Raimi, he's fucking cool shit. Um, and the producer, Gillian, she's cool shit too, so okay, she hears it. Um, so... If Marvel's pushing everything back, they're 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 not even doing anything, you know. And movies aren't getting released. It's hard to. It was we had a director attached. We had everything for a feature ready, including a script was written. Oh, then, nice. Well, the script has been written for months or for years, about a year. Right. The question um, is, who's gonna play you, man? Well, it's it's got to be. It depends when it gets made, and it's got to be an eighteen-year-old kid or like a twenty-two-year-old or some shit. Because it's like, you know, originally it was like Emil Hirsch or somebody said that. I forget. Oh, um, like I could see that. Tim- yeah. Timothy Chalamet. I was about to say Timothy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were. He Timothy. was interested, but his parents said no because they were Yankee fans. Shut the fuck, fuck off. That's, that's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, apparently, I don't know. I was there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like the people, the people I'm working with know everybody, and when I go out, that's the thing I was thinking about. Maybe going out there for a while um, because they're fun people, and and they're all older than us, even, and, and they're really. If you're ever in LA, I'll, I'll connect you with them. They're so much fucking fun. Um, it's like all the Sony folks and, and they have this little posse and Jim Carrey's in their gang too. It's, it's, it's an interesting group of people. Mike Judge from Beavis and Butthead, he's funny as shit. Oh, like that, their, their crew is awesome and they're older, but they don't seem it. So I'm lucky on that level, but we, we don't have a, we don't have a deal with a network yet. It's, it's Showtime is looking at it and they just got to figure out how to, Turn it into eight parts. But Peter Gould, who did Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, he's actually the showrunner of Better Call Saul. He wrote a treatment for a TV show 15 years ago. So that is who I keep trying to push on them. But 
I don't know. He's probably got something else that's lined up. Oh, so you're, they're saying they're trying to make your feature into limited series? Yes. That's what oh. the, the, yeah, the, the, the producer who bought it partnered with this other producer who did like Ad Astra and a bunch of Brad Pitt Plan B stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some cool stuff, really cool projects. And they were working with, 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 they decided to, to, to reframe it as a limited series. So, you know, I, I, it's slow out there, man. I know that much. That's, that's yeah. all I can say is. Right. I got to go to Trader Joe's guys. Yeah. You need some dumplings. No. Who, two, buys, two who, buys, who buys dumplings at Trader Joe's, Ray? Please I don't know. That's the a... only thing I've ever, I've ever thought of buying at Trader Joe's. I've never really been to Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you do get dumplings there. Yeah. Wait, have you, is there a Trader Joe's where you live? Yeah, yeah, there's everything. There's oh. Whole Foods. Oh, so uh, it's kind of civilized. You live in a civilized neighborhood. Wilmington is a city. It's it's not it's not nowhere. It's it's a I small just, city, I, but it's a city. I just wanna. I just have a. I, I just wanna just like envision you in a cabin with a giant beard. That's all. So yeah, like I mean, hunt your, hunt your I would beard. prefer that. I prefer to be out in Asheville in a cabin with a beard and and and, and eating and a, off the land, yeah. but I'm not. I believe in you, Ray. But I think you could do anything you, if you put your mind to it. Um, Ray, 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 Ray. Guess what? what? Who's get, guess? Um, Ben's neighbor. Ben's neighbor's Lil Pump. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I liked him for a while, man. That's his neighbor, dude. Isn't that funny? Every time we're yeah, like, Lil Pump. I saw him yesterday. No, we're both, oh, we're really? both on our, yeah, we're both in our dock, like, waiting at each other. Hey, neighbor. Hey, hey what's yeah. up, bro? I was like, I was going to go over and see if I could borrow in the house that he's in the video? Is that, is that his house? <laughs> yeah, that's his house, yeah. And so I, um, you know, I feel like I was, like, going to go knock over and see if I could borrow a couple lean, you know, like, lit neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he, didn't he quit lean or, or is he still he's still taking that shit they're gonna kill him if he doesn't stop he looked he looked better than i've seen him in a while so i think maybe he's he's kind of cut that shit out tell tell Dude, tell ray when he came out tell yeah. tell ray um what um little pumps uh jet ski's name is oh well you've got to get you got to be able to guess what that is <laughs> i mean doesn't isn't every song called Jet Ski? <laughs> Little, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got two dogs. One, one's called Jet Ski, and <laughs> and the other dog that keeps jumping into my backyard is a Skit. Uh, just like his, <laughs> you know, Skit catchphrase. Yeah. Skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. Yeah, dude. man. He got a ten million dollar deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's nice. I loved, he's I loved cool. when he was blowing up and you could watch the the crowd that like rolling loud and it looked like a hardcore, like an old yeah. hardcore show. It reminded me of that. He's and got that energy. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, People a lot washing. of these kids do. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's like hardcore never got big enough to do that, except that Warped Tour. Right. Was like, so to watch rap become the music kids go crazy for, like when Playboy Cardi goes on, it's like, ah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, I like the, I like the day sets, you know, because you can see the people. But. Yeah, no, it's that's exactly the same energy, like a hardcore scene. But this, if hardcore existed with the internet, probably it would have gotten a lot bigger. But you know, we just didn't have that type yeah, of technology. It, it, it was also it, it was kind of also anti. I mean, I don't know. Warp Tour, I guess, was was the same as Rolling Loud. It was just touring Rolling Loud. Yeah, but Warp Tour is a different. That's like rancid and fucking, you know. Rancid. You know what I mean? It was never worse. Slipknot. Well, hardcore bands. If the first one was Quicksand, Orange Nine, Ooh. Sick of It All. Damn, sick of it I forgot all. about fucking uh, Quicksand. Dude, how good is Quicksand? I saw a Quicksand oh. reunion. What? They're so reunited? Really? Well, they played. They played about maybe I don't know seven, eight years ago. Fucking 2013. They did. A, they did a reunion. God. And usually when Bowery Ballroom sold out, there's space, but because everybody was so old and fat, there was no space. <laughs> it's like the most crowded I've ever seen it. And when that first, those first lines of omission came on, oh, everybody man, that's just threw dope. their beer in the air. It was, yes. I was in a balcony spot because Anthony's band opened up and I just was like, damn, dude, this band is still can play. And Wal- Walter's nice. a great guy. Yeah, we had the after party at, at my bar and shit. I had a lot of the, uh, I had a lot of band bands around in 2013 to 2015. What was the name mm-hmm. of your bar? It was a Heathers. lesbian bar called Heather's, and we purchased it from the girl who started it, Heather. Um, it was named Heather's plural for the movie, but she was named Heather too. Um, and Isn't we kept it like a lesbian bar, but, but by the end it was also like the hood bar and the cop bar and the writer bar. It, it was, it was a, it was a good space. People liked it a lot, but we didn't have much on the lease and the, the landlord really didn't want a bar because they moved the family moved back upstairs, so we had to close. And then I did a tour. I did the opening of a, of Toro Boston's um, nightclub space at the back of their restaurant in Chelsea, and that was a nightmare because there was a bad partner, and that was it. And I think that was our last nightclub project. Um, yo, what you're gonna you're gonna venture down here, dude? You're gonna like get a get a car and drive to Miami? You you could Some you could visit Little when, Pump, you could like yeah, hang out with Ben's I, Ben's I, little I, fat I, crib and hang out with I Little got Pump. A bottle of lead waiting for the <laughs> yeah, I've had my time with that stuff, and uh, <laughs> it's over. Raise a raise a raise a vegan marathon runner right now, Ben. Don't tempt him. Honestly, I've I had my moments with uh, the Lean Land. Um, we know. And uh, I managed it very well for a long time and then not so well for a very short time and immediately <laughs> stopped. So, you know, I've seen Abercrombie. it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Long live yeah. Abercrombie. Yeah. yeah. Um, lean, lean is a dangerous, is a dangerous road to, uh, it's, it's all, I maintained that, that shit for 15 odd years, but uh, 
the last six months was not a maintain. <laughs> it's a little too fun. But you you've had you've had your you've had your days. Ray Ray is definitely you, you you hit an age when you don't you don't want to die, you know. Word. I had friends who were DJs who are 48, 49, 52, still doing coke every night, you know. What? Owners. There's a lot of them in New York. A lot of them. I could name 50 people. Easy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah um that that was me too, 39. Said so fuck it. Yeah. No, that's you make a good point, man. That's like you hit an age where you're just like, mm, maybe I don't want to die. <laughs> like that's you, real you talk. See if bro. You can that's stop real talk. Drinking. You got to see if you can stop drinking. That was that, that was what my realization was. If if I can stop drinking and stop all this shit, then I won't die. If I can't stop it, I'm fucked, you know. But I, I never went to a meeting or rehab or anything. I just decided I was going to see if I couldn't, and I didn't, and I haven't. So maybe someday, but, you know, two years now, two years plus. That's pretty good. That's fucking awesome. Considering, like, the 17 years that I was, like, a guitar solo, yeah. <laughs> but it was... Facts. Facts, yo. Fucking Lemoyne, baby. I don't even think you ever saw, like, you never came to, like, the house or. No, I definitely haven't come to, but I've definitely seen you. I've definitely seen you very excited at fucking clubs, bro. (laughs) Oh, I love, I, I, clubs, that's my life, you know, like, it w- was. Also, also, when Ray there. gets, like, super angry drunk, he likes to punch people, which I have also noticed that, too. It's not no, no, I don't, I'm not, I'm, yes. I'm not, I'm from Boston. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just. It's, when he, when Ray was banned from Soho House, classic. Classic. When did I, you were there for that? No, but you try to come into Soho and they're like, no, he can't get in. He's banned. And I had to try to like sneak you in. Well, it was like Basel. Yeah, I, I, I beat up a bunch of people in Soho house because I was smoking <laughs> weed and they said I couldn't and I said, fuck you. And, and they banned me. Then my then, friends all worked at Soho house and now I, I got like a free, <laughs> now that I was like, uh, I started doing events there. It's so funny. <laughs> well, there is a Soho Mumbai right now. Um, yeah, I, there is. Or Istanbul. Down here, they don't have anything. This this is the deadest city in the country, I swear on my life. Everybody 20 to 40 is gone. They all move somewhere else. At least the cool Well, thank, well no. thankfully, you're an old fart, and you're in your 40s, so... You, you... It's a great place to be bored and retired. <laughs> Stay, stay safe, Ray. Stay safe. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, what, wishing your mom health. Yeah, wishing your mom yeah, whatever she, she's going through. She just had a, a mini stroke like last week, so. Oh no. In the hospital, but it was just a TIA. She's fine. She's fine. She's dating. She's <laughs> what? Dating. Dating. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's That's weird. cool. It's. <laughs> How's Tinder in Wilmington? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, there's a school here, so if I was on Tinder, you know, it would be a bunch of fucking little blondies running around. There's a be- the beach girls, too, but uh, I've never been on Tinder, and I never will be. You, you, you're barely on fucking text. I'm, I'm pretty sure your Tinder game on- is, is... What? Hello? <laughs> Did he just cut out? Ray? Oh my God, he just literally was like, I'm about to, I'm on so-and-so, and then he just cut out. He just pieced out. I respect that. You know, that's kind of a very Ray exit to be I, quite I, I would expect that. I'd expect that, yeah, yeah. I like he was I about like, to- I like it, it's cool, yeah. He was like about to drop like, no, 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 I'm on Insta. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, he's gone. Um, that was Ray Lemoyne, everybody. He was, uh, yeah, he's a fucking interesting dude, you know? That's for sure. Oh my sure. God, that's not even half of it, man. No, nah, no, nah, huh? but you know, he's got a, you know, obviously really intelligent dude. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was like, it's so funny because he's like a writer. So he would like, you know, he used to like freelance, right? And be a journalist. So they're like, like he does like weird, like New York Post articles and then like Wall Street Journal stuff. But he like wrote this book called Bust of Babylon, where yeah. it talks about him going to Iraq with him and his boy. Like so fucking, what yeah. in the hell? Yeah, Anyways, yeah. yeah, he's a, he's an anomaly. Um, well, Ben... Yeah, another another uh, number thirteen. Anywho, well, all right, guys. Well, I I'm gonna go. I'm I think I'm going to Trader Joe's to buy some dumplings. Yeah, of course, that's what you do. Because uh, <laughs> that's what people go to Trader Joe's for is dumplings. It used it used to be uh, before they rebranded. It was called House of Dumplings. <laughs> oh my God! Guess what happened? Clearly. Ray Lemoyne just wrote me and said, my phone died. Uh, just raving Ray. Uh, shout out to Williamsport. <laughs> no, no shout right. outs to Williamsport. Okay. All right. Shout out All right. to Allentown. Well, the shout yeah. out to my girl, Lori, who you got into a fight with uh, on Facebook about. I know, but we did, we did squash the beef when she found out that I was in a shittier uh, Pennsylvania no, town as her. I squashed the beef. No, no, no. But then I, I leveled it, bro. I was like, bro, I, I, I fucking, I'm from Allentown. And she was like, wow, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> She's like, yes, Pennsylvania does suck. She's like, yeah, now that, now that you've shown me respect, I will respectfully agree that Pennsylvania sucks. Pennsylvania <laughs> fucking sucks. But don't fuck with Pennsylvania until I give you permission. All right. And with that, uh, we're peacing out. Peace, guys. Peace. <laughs> Laters.